Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 27. Dine Peace made some Korean fermented blue crab. We got the juicy bits, including McDonald's new carbonara fries. We got a dumpling themed sauce on you with Dine Peace's neighbor, Wilson, and more. Episode 27, it's cute. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Pad Thai people. Or are we going to do Pad Thai party people or party? I thought we were doing Pad Thai people. Pad Thai people? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 27. Man, these numbers are getting so high. I don't even like know I how to... I almost forget what episode there's, Or there's on. no like reference for them anymore. Like there's no cute way to associate it with something. <laughs> this is Chavid. This is Dine Peace. You got any shout outs this week? Yeah, I want to shout out Emmy for putting me on the new Mewa tip looking for blue crab. I've been to New Maywa before, but I actually have always gone through like the shelf life section. I've never bought stuff on the, the fresh section. So like the seafood and the meats. I never walked over there before. I don't think I've been. Can I come next time? Yeah, it's yes. a really cool spot. Flan goes there. Flan. I actually originally learned about it through Flan. Mm, gotcha. What about you? Uh, I'm not even jet lagged because I was only in the southern part of the state. But uh, I just got back from San Diego yesterday. Quick little weekend. Went down there with Post Provolone to do our little global entry interviews. Which went well. I think we got approved. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad we flex. Yeah. <laughs> on flex, but okay. <laughs> Shout out to uh, my San Diego homies for always letting us crash and showing us around. So uh, Kevin, who listens, uh, Esteban and Rachel got to get into some good food and some good drinks. And uh, yeah, it was a good quick couple days. I'm glad to be back though, because I'm tired of beer again for a little bit. Did you go to TJ to get that sandwich? No. <laughs> I, I, I really see you're upset. Yeah, I really wanted it and Post wanted it, but I think we just ran out of time when it's only gotcha. two days. Okay. It's easy to go back. I have been thinking about that sandwich ever since, though. You're right. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to go back and get it. I think Post knows. We'll make another quick trip back there so we can check it out. Okay. And maybe I'll drive next time so I don't feel as rushed. Yeah. No, it's good just to kind of get that show out of the way, but also get some good time with some good people out of it as well. Of course, ate some good stuff as usual, but with only a couple days, I had to make it limited. You mean you didn't stack 30 million places in one day? It was a stack, but it was a smaller stack. I'm actually still pretty full. So one of them this time, though, was one that had been on my list and I knew I needed to knock it out earlier. And I'm surprised I haven't this long. It's one of those like hotspot places where people just assume you've been to if you're into food. Mm-hmm. Crack Shack. I know a lot of our friends have gone there and yes. talked about it, but I, it's yes. a fried chicken spot, right? Mm-hmm. By Chef Richard Blaze, who acquired fame through Top Chef and is also just an amazing chef in, in his own right. But I think he partnered up with someone to open up Crack Shack, which now has numerous locations in, throughout Southern California. I think there's only two in San Diego, though, but I think the one I went to is the original. Anyways, um, they're known for their Jidori Free Range Chicken. Again, it's something I'm surprised I haven't had until recently. So I just, you know, I wanted to just get it off the list for getting it off the list sake for being a food person. Uh-huh. So I went there on Sunday morning. You know, I guess living here in the Bay Area, I expected a super long line. Uber uh-huh. driver dropping us off. He's like, oh, it's a long line. And then there was like seven people in front of us. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I live in the Bay Area. I don't get out of bed for at least 10 people in line. <laughs> So we got one of their sandwiches, which was like a traditional like fried chicken cutlet with slaw and a pickle kind of situation. Mm -hmm. I think it was called the free or firebird or something like that. Got a five piece of just the fried chicken, uh, fries, a small side salad and uh, the deviled eggs. Overall, I would say it was cool. It's fine. I understand. Yeah, it's fine. I understand why it's good. I just would never wait in a super long line or go out of my way to get it again. Like if I was in the neighborhood, 
I enjoyed it. I think overall the flavors were a little muted, but consistency and texture wise on everything was, I think, perfect. Like the fries had the right crisp on them. They were fried in schmaltz, which is chicken fat. Mm -hmm. So that actually, the fries are actually probably one of my highlights. Okay. The chicken had a good crust, but it wasn't like a satisfying crunch. It wasn't greasy over at all, which was nice. Like I, I didn't even need to wash my hands afterwards, but it wasn't dry. It had a lot of flavor and it was moist, but not as much flavor as other good fried chickens I've had that were maybe even greasier. So the chicken was cool. The sandwich, I think, fundamentally was constructed in the right way because it had fried chicken, but also fried onions. So it was fried okay. on top of fried. I think it would have done better with either raw onions or with pickled onions. But I think the fried onions were a little redundant. The side salad was really nice, lightly dressed. It had cotilla cheese on it, avocado. Deviled eggs were meh. I wouldn't get the deviled eggs again. So the fries and actually the sauces were really good. Not um, as good as the ones we just ate. Not as good as the ones we just ate. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, those Mac. are yeah, our previous guests from the last show. So overall, Crack Shack, I would say 7, 8 out of 10 would go if convenient. I'm looking up their photos right now. It looks great. And those type of fried onions is my favorite kind of fried I, I agree. Just not with another fried chicken <laughs> yeah, patty. Like those are better you. with like a burger or a beef yeah, patty. Yeah, I hear you. Because it's a not fried thing with a fried thing. I would thing. just like the as a side to just eat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you asked, maybe. And also, like, you know, like a, a celebrity chef place with a lot of money in it, it feels very overly curated. Mm -hmm. The cute words everywhere, the chicken sculptures and all that. How are their biscuits? We didn't get them. Okay. Because it was filler carbs. If convenient and I'm back there, I will get the biscuits. Okay, okay. I also didn't get the chicken oysters, which I was kind of curious about. I see that there's like different spice levels. Did you go with the spiciest option? Uh, They didn't ask us. I would have wanted to go higher, but I think so we just ordered it. So Firebird Spicy Fried Thigh. Oh, that what we had in the sandwich. It wasn't that hot. Oh, it, it just looks like spicy. Hot. <laughs> so that was my overall take on Crack Shack. Would you try it again? Again, if convenient. I wouldn't go out of my way for it, but if I'm in the for neighborhood, sure. I would go back. If it was less than seven people online. Yeah, or even more. <laughs> like, again, we're used to lines here in the Bay Area. It's, it's not even a thing. Okay. Before that, we celebrated the birthday of our good friend Charles, one of our favorite listeners. Yes. So shout out to Charles. Happy Charles. belated birthday again. Oh, and I want to make a correction because last time I think I said it was the wrong L season. What? Carlo mentioned, I was like, it's Leo season or Libra oh, season. I don't know. Whatever I said, it's the opposite season. I already forgot. For Zodiac sign stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. Because yes, Carlo mentioned okay. it to me. Hi, Carlo. Yeah. So again, this is a food podcast and his birthday dinner was really good. We ate vegetarian. Yes. Vegetarian Chinese. I believe um, this was Jen's recommendation. Yeah. Past guest Jen, she recommended this plot. Her and her family actually go there quite often. Uh, it was called Enjoy. It was called Enjoy Vegetarian yeah. um, on Kearney. Mm -hmm. To kind of recap it, Charles has gout, but from someone that has the disease, he's been really inspiring for how much he's still into food and how much he can still have. Mm -hmm. It's a really good way to kind of show And I think also imagination like, he always accommodates and goes wherever everyone else can eat, and right? still find something He'll to have. He'll still find something, but he also gets a shorter end of the stick. So it makes sense to go to a place where Charles has can get everything. endless options of everything. And yo, it was really good. To be honest, I like that day I was complaining to Yesenia, my work wife. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I have to eat vegetarian food tonight. It's Friday night. <laughs> And I was kind of like... Not getting any meat. Automatically, I'm, I have a poor stigma on it just because yeah. it's not meat. Mm -hmm. And I know it's good because I've had vegetarian food. I do like vegetables, you yeah. know? But it's just in my mind, I automatically... I'm turned off to the idea of going to a vegetarian restaurant. Mm. I think the only person that went to that dinner before was Jen. So everyone was really feeling the food. It was yeah. delicious. Uh, even though she'd been there before, she was still feeling it. Because yeah. we had to get the things that she was craving anyways, which were amazing. Was it the fish? The, the quote unquote air quote. It was a uh, eggplant sea bass dish, mock sea bass. Yeah. What was the other mock one that or was it a pork belly air quote pork a, belly thing? <laughs> it was a pork belly and cabbage dish. Yeah. Chinese mock meat is fire. They yeah. do it really well. It's not just tofu. It's not just soy proteins or whatever else they use. The, the honey walnut 
air quote shrimp were amazing and so we were kind of joking around because like regular honey walnut shrimp is the first dish to always go off like to be finished yeah and it usually comes earlier in the meal anyway and so charles kind of mentioned like oh i always see that happen but i know everyone likes it but (laughs) i've never had it before yeah and yo that 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 was one of my favorites honey walnut shrimp was i did not miss that i was not eating shrimp shrimp, because it tasted like shrimp yeah it was crispy it had that sweet glaze on those walnuts it was delicious they got the right walnuts yeah so good came on that bed of lettuce that you don't really want to eat but if one of the shrimp's mayonnaise picks it up you're like oh well i'm just eating this lettuce anyways it was very good i'm impressed i would definitely be down to eat there again definitely want to go with a big group of people get more stuff you can get more dishes and it's fairly cheap like each dish was like seven to ten dollars yeah maybe 13 on the high side for some but it wasn't that much and also shout out to the table side boba delivery hell yes yeah so we were waiting and i was gonna get in line for boba and then i was like oh we'll get it for dessert and notice that they're gonna close before we're probably done with dinner so pam and i kind of mentioned like oh we're gonna sneak over there and get boba but lo and behold when we came inside there was a boba menu on the table that's connected we didn't know that they were friends we didn't know but they were friends yes and i was very happy about that yes So yeah, enjoy vegetarian. Very good. I would definitely go. Please go. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would go again even out of my way to go. (laughs) What else have you been up to? So I was very lucky. And um, so thank you, Twee, for inviting me and a few other females in the industry. Um, So she sent out a group message to other women that are in food and invited us to go see uh, Renee Redzepi speak. And so she sends us the link and she's like, hey. Um, so our listeners better know who he is. Wait, but for wait, listeners, no, okay, yeah, yeah. But so she comp ticket and, you know, she's like, all I ask for you to do is just share this on your social media so other people can go. So this happened at the Jewish Community Center. Uh, Renee Renzepi, chef owner of Noma in Copenhagen. I think number one restaurant five years in a row. Google it. <laughs> you should know already, but yeah, Google it. I and just want so, to say Google it. Um, the day we got to see him was the release of the Noma fermentation book that he co-wrote with uh, David Zilber, who is actually Hedgen and I, we both are fighting over him. <laughs> we, we have a crush on him now. <laughs> so I've never been to Jewish Community Center. Kind of a cool space. You go in and then there were snacks. Were they fermented sets? Um, I'll go into that. Okay. So there was like wine. There was some wine, uh, <laughs> coffee. And there was like some smoked trout over a cracker some and some other little things. And then so that was that. And you go inside. You're given the book right away that both of them signed. So that was really cool. Every guest got a signed copy? Yes. That's pretty cool. So then you go into it's it's kind of like a auto, not an auditorium store like theater seating so it's all you know was it, it like it, TED Talkish yeah kind of okay. very TED Talkish and it was funny because you know last episode we talked about those birds eating those fermented berries oh yeah 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 so this book is on fermentation and so the beginning video it was like a older documentary from South Africa of all these animals eating fermented fruits that have fallen to the ground and they're just drunk animals <laughs> <laughs> very hilarious but yeah so like, sounds like a lot of people I know yeah. <laughs> So Renee, we went into the history of Noma and how, you know, I didn't know he was only 25 when he started. He still looks really young. Very young. Looks very young. Noma's uh, today, this is 15th year. Wow. And so. Still yet to go. Um, so they've created this fermentation lab. And so David is kind of like the guy there. And then. Um, and he's from the restaurant as well. He, yeah, he works okay. with them. He's, he's Canadian and. <laughs> Lisa mentioned that to me because she got to go see the talk earlier oh, nice. in the day at Salesforce. Shout out to Lisa Mack, prior guest on you the show. You know what I'm upset about? So I got to see the spread that she got to eat. Oh. And it was like 400 million times better than what we got to eat. She got to eat oysters with fermented plum mignonette, summer squash, all these cheeses. So you and got fomf. 
Yeah. Fear of missing food. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool. They showed some fermentation methods on stage, which was pretty cool. They did a Q&A. And then um, David played a video. And this was probably my favorite part of the whole talk. Um, it was Noma's day off, which is Sunday. And he went to, I think, four different chefs from Noma to their homes and then they made different dishes from their background or, or what the, whatever their main cuisine is using different fermentations. Oh, so like how does this concept apply to, that's yes, pretty cool. Yes, yes. That's so awesome. Very, very cool. Like the coolest thing was he made a Noma soy sauce and it was all from split yellow peas, bread flour, this spore and water. Did you get to try it or you just saw the video? Yes. Make, oh, wow. we got to try it. So it was basically Noma's show you caramel. And they served it over cookies. Mm, I can see that working. Yeah, yeah, totally. That fun. sounds amazing. I'm very excited. I got this book, and yeah, I, I don't know how much experimentation I'm going to do with it, but I'm just happy I got to go be a, a part of that, watch that. And I do know JCC is having a series, like basically a chef series. I want to say every week that there's going to be someone to come talk, and um, you basically go to their website. There's a ticket price, and then it comes with the book. Um, the one I'm most excited to see next, which I haven't reserved yet, is um, Magnus Nilsson. So he's going to be in SF uh, November 13, 11, one of those days. Man. Unsponsored plugs. Uh, yeah, That's no, how you know I, we, we I, really care. You know, it's for the arts, for yeah, culture. For the love. It's for the love. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And I feel like a lot of talks, like, sorry to, like, say this, but I went to a David Chang talk and it was very dry. Why are you apologizing to me? I'm just saying, oh, I'm you sorry, to- I feel bad. You know, it sucks, but... <laughs> was my but talk. This it's was, okay. I had a, this was really fun. This yeah. was really fun. It was really light. It was entertaining. A lot of, like, crowd participation. So that was really neat. Nice. Yeah. So you were kind you. of on a fermentation vibe or a kick, oh, I guess yeah. it seems. I feel like everything I've been consuming has been fermented. Nice. Um, that sounds like a, like a flex. <laughs> like, yeah, everything I eat fermented. <laughs> so uh, everyone knows I'm obsessed with the Korean soy crab that I had in, uh, for my birthday in Korea. Write that down. <laughs> I've been obsessed with it. And just like, I keep on dreaming about it. And I've watched many videos and I did a lot of online research. Bessie's mom, like I talked to her on to kind of get like what she does, what her tricks are. Because Bessie said, my mom doesn't really cook that much Korean food, but she does make that. Mm. And um, from so that, through your research, you're saying not many Korean places out here do. Um, Yeah, actually none. Yeah. <laughs> There's none in the Bay Area. There was one in Santa Clara, but they closed down. Or if you know of one, let us know. Yeah, please let me know because I would love to not have to make it. And <laughs> yeah, basically it's fermented blue crab. So that's why shout out to Emmy because she's the one that mentioned like, oh, I think I saw some today at New Mewa and I called over and blah, blah, blah. They do have it. It does end November, so go get your blue crab. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a fermented soy crab. It's a four-day process. It was not hard to do, but also I think it's because it was my first time doing it. I was really confused. I was worried that I wasn't going to clean the crab well enough. Well, I've never opened up a crab before, actually. <laughs> Done it all by myself. Mm. And so that was kind of interesting in the learning curve. But yeah, it's my favorite thing. It's the creamiest crab and... I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to do this is because like forever, I really like eating outside. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I have space in the backyard. And so I wanted to take advantage of it. And while it's still sunny. <laughs> yeah, we don't have much time left. Exactly. So, yeah, finally organized this brunch. Some friends came over. We had a potluck and it was amazing. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was in the airport 
getting a lot of FOMO watching your story. <laughs> Thank you for that leftover one before we started today. That yes, was yes, delicious. Yes. So good. I love it. I think I'm still on a fermentation kick because I'm obsessed with kimchi right now. Oh, yeah. Which genius. we also just got to try. Shout out to Jean. That was amazing. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Get kimchi, in your orders. Everyone, Kimchi Genius, go to their website, register, and then you'll get email updates on delivery schedule. Yeah. I just bought a jar of not that kimchi and I regret it very much it's now. So I'm going to get this one and just so have double kimchi good. at home. I love it. Yes. Fermentation, baby. Yeah, what do you want to ferment next? I don't know. I need to do more research. Mm. I actually would like to try to make kimchi. I've never made it before. Mm. But yeah, this, it's a pretty big book. I'm excited to go through it. And there's lots of pictures, which well, I like. Well, hopefully, like as you get through it, as you discover, you can share whichever things you were most recently excited about with the oh, listeners. Yeah, there was a thing called chicken wing garum. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't but either. Basically, it's something made out of chicken wings. And then Renee, you know, started talking and he's like, oh, you can add an habanero pepper to make it spicy. So it makes like vegetarian food could taste like it's meaty, but it's not meaty at all. Ooh, so like I'm the whole intrigued. thing about fermentation, there's hundreds and hundreds of levels to what you think one thing is supposed to taste like. And so that's why Noma is so special is because he's actually considering going full vegetarian. And and they push this boundary so much. Totally. I mean, and they're limited on resources and their seasons are super different from, you know, most seasons. Yeah. And so they definitely rely on all this fermentation. And so that was just really cool to learn about that. But he was like, oh, I can make vegetables taste like chicken. That's pretty cool. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. What have we got this week? This is from Delish.com. Delish. <laughs> Taco Bell is adding Carolina Reapers to its quesarito and it's spicy as hell. Can you handle this? <laughs> I probably can. You have a stomach made out of irons. Right? I don't know what's in there sometimes. I think this is a cute marketing move. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> It's lined up for success. I think it's not meant to hurt because it does say in the article that the Reaper Ranch Quesarito adds Carolina Reaper infused ranch sauce, the hottest pepper in the world, which thanks to how much I geek out over hot sauce stuff, it's actually the second hottest pepper in the world. What is number one? It's made by the same person, mm -hmm. but crossbred it with something else and made it a little stronger. It's the one they use on the sauce and hot ones. What is it called? They don't have a formal name for it yet, but it's called Pepper X. <laughs> I love it. And I actually just ordered the new thing and it's on the way. Nice. I think it'll sell well. I, of course, will want to try it. I'm worried about what it will do to me after. I mean, because that plus Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's what compounds it, not just the Reapers itself. I think. You know, I've never gotten sick from Taco Bell before. Yeah. I, I can't say. Well, I don't eat it enough to, like, consistently remember if I did. I definitely wasn't sober if I did. It's only going to be on the menu for $2.99 and only going to. I swear we do a lot of these, like, articles about these specialty fast food items and they pick the randomest test cities. Yeah. This one's in, where is it again? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, what makes them be in the boardroom where you're like, you know what? Let's just do this one city. The sauce was also tested as a topping on two loaded fried dishes in Ohio this August. Mm. That sounds like it could be good. I mean, because I do like dipping my fries in ranch. Yeah. And especially, remember, we were talking about earlier uh, a couple months ago, the Taco Bell fries, which we thought were actually very good. Yeah. No, I do like that. That would be a great thing to try. It's something they're coming kind of hard with their new lineup, because even on the bottom of the article, it says also on the fall lineup, a cheese crusted taco called the toasted cheddar chalupa. I would fuck that up. I yeah. love chalupas. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> Baja I, sauce. It looks like it's kind of trying to be like gym boys but i think they're two completely different beasts this was tested only in flint michigan why are they testing in these locations because it's up to these people to decide for the rest of america if, if the they should put it on or not this. yeah again i want to try the sauce but i'm very skeptical and also because i really love spicy food i have high expectations i'm actually more interested in this chalupa than this quesarito i don't think i've ever had a quesarito 
I don't either because I think we all have our other Taco Bell orders when we go. I know you're a Mexican pizza person. And chalupa. And chalupa. I'm a very big chalupa person too. Cinnamon twist person. Mm-hmm. Cheesy gordita crunch person. I'm not a fan of this because there's no texture. It's a burrito yeah. wrapped inside of a quesadilla. It's all going to be squishy it's and soft. Mush. It'll all be mush. So if it does come out like to the more of the markets, I would like to maybe just try the sauce. Like You would put that sauce on a freaking cinnamon twist. I would. <laughs> I would. would. Also, I don't think it's going to be that hot because, again, it's a fast food place. Yeah. For it to really do damage, they'd probably need a waiver or they wouldn't want to protect their brand to that extent. And it's mixed with the ranch, so it cools it Yeah, down. so it's already like set up for success from the start to be like a pleasurable experience where if you're having Reaper, you should be willing to suffer a little more for that. Since it says infused, I wonder what that like mean. yeah is it an essence like is it an oil soaking in ranch and it's actually not cut up into <laughs> like it? do they just take normal ranch and just dip the pepper inside and then like <laughs> took them back out we're like it okay could, we're yeah. done yeah i mean because that's infused like yeah. you're letting it something sit in another thing yeah. to attract some of its flavor i hope it gets out because i really want to try it hopefully uh, my expectations will be changed but my hopes are not that high for it this next one is from metro co uk there's a very cute dog in the beginning as the photo of this. What article. a good boy. <laughs> good boy. The goodest boy. <laughs> very proud police dog finds illegal roast pig head in traveler's baggage. Uh, a member of the Beagle Brigade, Hardy, <laughs> a six-year-old rescue beagle. Even a rescue. What a success story. <laughs> Joined the CBP in 2015 after completing training with the U.S. Department of Agriculture and their National Detectors Dog Training Center in Newman, Georgia. So while looking through the traveler's baggage, the unit discovered a roast pig head, which weighed nearly two pounds and went in to be seized. And this is the most sad, sad part. part. This Destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> That's easily the saddest part of this article because everything else about them bringing spotlight to this really good boy, I'm very happy about. Also, because of the destroyed making me sad, like I paid $70 for the same thing at Coxcomb like last year. So in the picture, there's the roast pig head with foil and then a trash bag around it. And there's these water bottles. It looks like wood chips. Either that or it looks like pickled awful bits or something like to go with it it looks like wood chips it's a little the photo is a little dark it almost is like in the tray you know when you go through security you have to put your stuff in the tray that goes under the conveyor belt it looks like it's sitting in one of the trays and then even the angle that the head is it's kind of like smiling a little bit and there's a cute picture of hardy like peeking from the back like look what i did guys oh that's me i did all that yeah yeah this is my discovery i wish they would have let him have a bite or something like good job here you can nibble on this so like Obviously, when I looked at this, I assumed that they were coming from Asia. Yeah. (laughs) But they were actually coming from Ecuador. I don't know anything about food from Ecuador, but I'm assuming it's pretty similar to most other South American Mm -hmm. um, countries. I'm really sad that this was destroyed. When I was in Vietnam, I got all my fish sauce confiscated. Yeah. That made me really sad. Yeah. I mean, I know rules is rules, but I feel like in moment of solidarity, they should have let him like have some. Then I guess it would have been a very sad story if he got sick. And Can you imagine it, to him. like the one time it's like, oh, I'm sorry to let this through. And then we contract a disease. Yeah. <laughs> There's rules for a reason. Yeah. And I mean, like you could get a pork head here somewhere. It would just cost a lot. Like I said. Because if you want to have pork head at Coxcomb, it's like 70 bucks, but it's very delicious. I'm curious to know, like, what was the reason why this person needed to bring this pig head from maybe, Ecuador? Maybe they and left. that's a big chunk of your luggage space, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, being that I just got back from a trip yesterday, maybe you decide that you have more stuff to bring. So you check a bag, then you have to do the carry on. So crazy. I mean, if this was in the check bag, maybe it could have made it if they wrapped it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
This last one is from Delish.com again. Oh, double Delish this time. <laughs> McDonald's is selling carbonara fries, so goodbye to summer body. Never said hello in the first place. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you'll have to fly to Japan to try them, though. Yeah. What's new? Yeah. Never, all the tight shit never available right here. Yeah. How coincidental, though, because, I mean, we just had that carbonara craving a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> We watched so many video, many hours of We watched Flan's favorite carbonara video. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, if anyone needs to know about carbonara, hit up Flan Ray so he can send you his favorite carbonara video. And uh, no garlic. That's no, an, that's another dish. And my first response was, you have a favorite carbonara <laughs> yeah. YouTube video? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> so continuing this uh, this obsession, McDonald's fries are delicious as they are, salty and crisp, and piping hot on a good day. Every day. Yeah. McDonald's, McDonald's Japan just gave its fries a major upgrade that puts even the best batch of plain McDonald's fries to shame. Kakete Mio carbonara are French fries covered in warm carbonara sauce. So basically the best cheese fries you've ever had. It would look like about that. I so mean, it's a three cheese blend, black pepper and smoked bacon. I kind of want to like make this the bougie way now, like at home. Like if we get the guanciale and we get the proper. Oh rich. yeah, we can make this. Oh yeah, this looks really good. And also it says McDonald's Japan suggests ordering the fries on their own or upgrading a burger with the fries for a little luxurious lunch or dinner. Could be breakfast. You don't know my life. Yeah. <laughs> French fries are like hash browns. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, these would be good with the hash brown patty too, oh, though. Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fries are a limited time item available until late November. Unfortunately, in the U.S., carbonara covered fries are not an option. But with four teas, four yeah. ramen carbonara does exist. And yes, it's amazing. You know what? All these articles we're doing about these specialty items from far away. We need to start doing some that are here so we can actually go get them. Because I'm getting more and more sad. We're seeing all this stuff we can't get easily. These would be no exception. Although the stock photo on the poster, it looks like a 1998 McDonald's ad. <laughs> I love it. it yeah. <laughs> but doesn't take away from how delicious this sounds or how much I'd want to try it. I think we should just try to do it on our own soon. I think we could do it ourselves. Much cheaper than flying to Japan. All right, you guys. It's that time. What time it is? The most controversial bit on this podcast is called Sauce on You. We name three food items. You've got to pick one to never have again. You have a special guest here today. Very special. My neighbor. Wilson the neighbor. Woo. ho. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you could make it. You've seen this project from the very beginning. Yeah, I'm stoked. Like uh, I was saying earlier how like I love your guys' podcast persona. Thank you. And I think it's pleasant to listen to in the shower and at dinner and with friends, with other people. <laughs> I love the showers. The <laughs> and due to your living proximity, you could just listen to it through your window. Yeah, I actually do. Like, I just creep up on the window and just... Yeah. I do know at the beginning you would see like, oh, is the light on in the kitchen? And oh, yeah. you knew that we were recording and you'd come over. No, yeah, like, you'd my, show up at the window. They yeah. still happen on occasion. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll hear the occasional Wilson shout out like, oh, Wilson's here. Well, now we finally have him here at the table. And I'm breaking my silence. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, are you ready to get rid of a food? Yeah. Okay, Let's cool. Do it. So this time we have dumplings <laughs> with a Z and an all, cl all caps. All claps. <laughs> dumplings, all, all claps. Every time I come around your city, dumplings. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's get through them. Okay, so we have chumai, shulong bao, or XLB, and pot stickers. All right. You guys are fucking ruthless. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, pot stickers, shaolong bao, and shumai. Yes. So shumai is my favorite at dim sum. Well, not my favorite. I think it's a standard of all the dim sums because my favorite is that taro pork puff. Oh, the, with the crispy bits on the outside. Yes. Yeah. With the 
crispy wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it absorbs the chili oil the best. For sure. But of that dumpling family in dim sum, shumai is my favorite. Mm-hmm. So that's staying for sure. I mean... I feel like it's no-brainer. Pot stickers are going to go. Mm. Wait, what was the third one? I forgot. XLB. Oh, XLBs. I love XLBs. So they're staying. They're staying. Okay. All right. For me, it's going to be a pot sticker that's going to go. Because, I mean, the prompt doesn't specify whether, they're, whether they're steamed or crispy, but if I feel it like... If Ling Ling, they would be staying. <laughs> the ones from Costco's are good. Mm. <laughs> I think they're pretty good. I haven't had those in years. That was like a, a college staple, right? Mm. <laughs> Not for me. I was a broke college kid. My mom would buy me <laughs> Costco things. Happy belated birthday, Mama fam. Yes. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mama. Okay. So you're going to drop pot stickers? Pot stickers are going to go for me. XLBs. You know, I kind of want to drop XLBs because I think they're good, but they're not my favorite. Like, I don't ever have to have them when I go out to eat mm. dim sum. They're also, um, I think, less common. I only really eat XLBs if I'm going to go eat XLBs. Yeah. But it's never something I order at. Themselves. But then you could order that makes it a grand thing because it's like its own event. I mean, yeah, if you want to yeah. take the argument from that Are perspective. Are we just getting rid of dumplings or in dim sum setting? No, I think this is just as a dish in general. Like no matter where you would get them at or wherever you would find them at, right? All right, all right. Then I'm going to get rid of pot stickers. Okay. My answer is firm. <laughs> wow. She put her fist down, but you didn't see it. Nobody saw this. But like, <laughs> no. She was so fucking <laughs> they, affirmative yeah. about this. Um, all right, Wilson, the neighbor TM. <laughs> It's good to go second because I can see what Anne's thought process is. Like, <laughs> like just assess it and be like, that's not mine. Oh! <laughs> you know what is that what just happened right now? Okay, think about this, right? Like, sumai, mm-hmm. right? If you keep that, you're eating that flavor forever. Like, forever, right? So, if no matter where you go, you're just splitting hairs between, like, one sumai versus another sumai. Pot stickers have a variety of filling. You can I, change I, whatever I you, you want into it. See, he studied this. He knows the rules of this segment. This, I've been studying for this day. <laughs> Since you guys started this. So, over a year ago. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm You're ready. get rid of Sumai. You're getting rid of Sumai. Oh. Okay. Is it because of your reason you just said? Because it's the Pretty one much. flavor. I mean, and like also just in terms of like you get like wonton skins already mm-hmm. for the dumplings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, XLB is like the perfect picnic food. It's just like, shit, I need to put something in my pocket real quick. You can't put an XLB in your pocket. You can definitely put an XLB in the pocket. With it, what if it what blows are your, up? What, what if your pockets it go- are full of feathers? Have, <laughs> no, like that's a matter of weak pockets. It's not a <laughs> matter of the ceiling. Well, wouldn't XLB, I mean, they have a similar exterior, would you say? They use the same type of dough. It's just what goes in them is a little different, right? Yeah, but so I guess I would get one with wonton skin and then one with bread. Oh, okay. wait, with bread? What, what? Uh, XLB. Wait, X, wait, wait. Sumai so, like, you mentioned, like, the reason why you're getting rid of sumai because it's the same always, right? XLBs, is it always the same? Well, of course, the fillings vary. Mm-hmm. The fillings could vary. The size vary. varies. Yeah. So, cabbage, carrots, sometimes. And based on, some. I think, the establishment, the technique varies. Some yeah. some of the dough is too thin. Some it's too thick. I think there's a lot more factors involved with XLB. Sorry, I didn't mean to be controversial. I'm just like... No, we, you know you know, we need you to be controversial. That's why you're this here. This is important stuff. Yeah, like, it's I'm very... Really- this segment breaks friendships. No, it doesn't. It's never broken a friendship. No. <laughs> and this won't break a living arrangement either. <laughs> and I love you guys even more knowing what you guys need. Yeah, because we've been through it. Are you firm on your answer? Yes. Okay. Chavid. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, like Dine Peace, my one to stay will be Shumai. Just because often in this segment, the actual goodness of the item sometimes gets trumped by the nostalgia. Yeah. And being that I've eaten so much dim sum in my life too, yes, the taste is usually pretty similar, but I don't want to get rid of just that one taste. Because mm. also, 
I don't know if it's a regional difference, but some places like to make them look fancy on the top, they'll either do just like little carrot pieces. Mm -hmm. But some of the places that are legit will do like a fish egg or the fish eggs. Yes. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So like sometimes I judge a place by how good they are by what they top their shumai with. For me, it's like I would be really sad if I could never have a shumai. Exactly. So I understand there's less variety within that dish, but I need that lack of variety with this. Because even when you get Mm -hmm. dim sum, it's one of the first things you start with, right? Oh, for sure. Like the other ones... Always starts with shumai and hakao because mm-hmm. that's the first card that comes to you. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves XLBs and that leaves pot stickers. <sighs> Actually, this might be one of the first ones where I think we all have the different. Really? Difference. You didn't get rid of. XLBs. I'm getting rid of XLBs. Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My reasoning this, again, this kind of goes to the nostalgia thing. Growing up in Sacramento as a Chinese American from there, we didn't have it, period. I can't even say I've started eating on the regular till like maybe five, six years ago. Mm. And that's just because I think there's more and more places opening now that make it. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone from Sacramento that listens, we have maybe like at the most two or three places that have it. Here, there's a bountiful amount of places that have it. But like Dime P says, when you go out and get it, like that's your main attraction. Mm-hmm. So rarely when we've gone out to eat, has it been like, oh, I want just that. So we haven't exactly. gone just to get it. And you know, I didn't have XLBs until I was an adult either. Yeah, likewise. I didn't really even know about it until there was people going like over the DTF craze, mm-hmm. not down to, yeah. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelin, then, Michelin star, Michelin star. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Din Tai Fung, I didn't even know about it until going there and then the first time I went there it was insane plus they haven't even been here that long I believe in the states yeah, yeah. like I never even remember seeing it as a dim sum option and plus again they're delicious like don't get me wrong I love eating them and then you have a little more risk in the temperature like you got to deal with the potential bursting hot yeah based on how much of time you dipped in the vinegar or whatnot before you eat it I think there's a little more risk and enjoyment and when we're talking about getting rid of again what you're more comfortable with or what you love more is going to stay so even though i've had a lot of trash pot stickers in my day i think we all have even the bad ones are kind of kind of okay <laughs> like even when they're bad they're pretty good yeah so uh um, you, yeah. you know you just have to dip it into something yeah you dip in something and you're good whereas xlb chili oil gang chili oil gang we'll get more to that later but again like xlbs um there's really less that you can dip them in and you kind of have to to control the temperature. Mm-hmm. Whereas pot stickers, they can suck and they could be whatever, but a dipping sauce can transform them. XLBs don't and, need it. And XLBs have, there's a time, there's time involved. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be eaten yeah. right away. Again, if they had to go, I wouldn't miss them as much just because I've simply had them not as often. So uh, yeah, I think this is one of the first times where- We have a three-way! <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a three-way tie this you time. But can I say, like, I agree with both of you two. Yeah. Like, you guys. But I respect are, your opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This, totally. This is great. Like, like I. That's why it's a personal it, opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of about how much, like, Sumai has been, like. Ever always there for you. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's been there. like, yeah. yeah. Never let you down. Even when I get dim sum with the family, I like, I start my meal with one of them and then yeah. I'll like end my meal with another one. Cause I'll just yeah. be like, hey, let's get another one. Yeah. That was a good one. That was that. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Wilson. Thank you guys. Honored Thank to have you. you. Also, we're eating dumplings right now. Oh, yeah. We. <laughs> Uh, well, we already had some. Yeah, <laughs> we need some more in a bit. You folded some. You more. used a leftover pate show uh, filling and put it in dumplings. It's kind of a wave. It is a wave. It's definitely a wave. And uh, I'm very obsessed with dumplings with skirts or crunchy skirts or wings. Yeah. <laughs> Look good. it up. Yeah.
Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe we're at episode 27. Yeah, I can't believe I can't come up with something that 27 relates to do it besides <laughs> the 27 Club. Almost at the big 3-0. We gotta do something. Follow us on IG if you don't already. Sit down, be hungry. We have a website. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit like and subscribe. Yes. Um, what do you got coming up? I have a lot of things going on. I have a couple of LA trips. I recently just had to tell my mom that I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. Man, <laughs> I won't be home for Thanksgiving either. Outside of like these two LA trips, I'm going to be basically using up all my free time to work on Anchoy Bep's uh, second birthday. Oh, that's a little bomb to drop right there. <laughs> tell the people about that. So Anchoy's my papa, if you guys know about this. And I'm doing um, Bobby Mong, which is seven course beef. And this is something I've been wanting to do since the beginning. I wasn't ever sure how I was going to do seven course beef. Like I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep it true to what it is or or do my own twist on it. If you kept it true, that wouldn't be anchoy though. That's true. You're yeah. right. You're right. But I also know that a lot of people have not had seven course beef and I want that introduced to everybody. Yeah, yours will be my first one. I think Bob Mong, it's so much fun. It's so interactive. You, you're eating it with people you care about. And it's, so it's just or at least so that you hopefully care about. Oh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but it's it's you know it's a type of meal where everyone is interactive with each other and we talk and we share things. So yo, don't get foam fun this. <laughs> don't get fear of missing out this food. At the time we're recording this, you have what thirty five percent tickets sold out. Yeah, already? I'm thirty five percent sold out right now. You better, um, you guys better jump on this now. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. I'm very excited. Slowly testing out recipes and um, oh, and it, it's gone well so far. <laughs> it's gone very well so with far. With hand on his chin. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a website, anchovybeb.splash that, or you could just visit me on my IG and get purchase info there. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Can't, I also can't believe it's been two years since yeah. I started this. Yeah, I remember the first one. This it is, didn't feel like I mean, it was that long was ago. I mean, it's still for fun, but it was really just for fun. Before. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, that's what I'm going to be busy doing. <laughs> I can't wait. Don't get FOMO from watching the stories and wishing you were there. Because even on a smaller scale, I just did watching uh, you, John, and shout out to Chung Tech with your chili oil. (laughs) I'm jealous. What's up with chili oil gang? I mean, it's always been there. Okay. Chili oil gangs forever? Chili oil gang forever. Are we about to live chili oil gang after this? Yeah, we are. I'm looking at some right now. We're going to have some more pate shell dumplings. I love chili oil, man. It's It's not a No, it's not a condiment. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Every time I come around your city, don't bling. Or how about, uh, it's cute. 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 No, you can't be angry with cute. That doesn't exist. It's cute. <laughs>